0: whisper podcast oh sorry whisper podcast may contain content that may be sensitive for some listeners
1: listener Listener discretion discretion is advised
0: that's better hello and welcome to whisper podcast i'm one of your hosts zach tyler my pronouns are they them
1: and I'm Dylan Gomez, my pronouns are also they, them. This is a podcast where-
0: The fine arts, true crime, and mental health are a
1: And today we bring you part two of the interview with CLEAR episode
0: four. And we're back with CLEAR. But before we get into the interview, how are you doing today, Dylan?
1: I'm doing a splendid. How are you doing, Zach? Honestly, I'm doing
0: pretty well. And I'm really excited for the second part of our interview. The first part of the interview, I feel like we just got to learn so much about Clear and his trans experience, but I really look forward to learning a little bit more about his artistry and, you know, how it's been for him working in the music industry. Absolutely. All right. So let's jump on in. Dylan, I know that you have been anticipating these questions, so go ahead and shoot them Clear's way.
1: All We're talking about art. We're talking about your process, your just what gets you flowing, Great. what feeds your spirit. Okay, so when do you feel most creative? When do you like get up and you're like, okay, this is it. Wow, you
2: know what? I I sanction time in my day to allow my creativity space to flourish. So for me, that's first thing when I get up. I'll journal. I'll you know take a little sit at my altar, grab a coffee, and then I'll come and I'll sit in front of my keyboard and my computer. And I will work on a song that I have already made. So that's what I do at this point in my morning block. And then at nighttime, I have another block. And I literally set an hour timer for each of these blocks. And I don't get up until they're done. And I allow myself space to create. So at this point in my process, those are my. that's how I'm making music. Um, and I've made like 25 songs or something in the past month. It's just like, it's been, Clear. Um, it's, yeah, it's been really great. I've started producing for myself, um, which is something I've wanted to do for years and years. And um, yeah, it's been clarifying. It's been a really, it's been a really great time for me uh, creatively.
1: Oh my gosh. Do you think that correlates with the fact that you are starting your hormone replacement therapy, that you came out recently as a transgender You know, man, do you think that's kind of why you're you're feeling this creative? Do you think it might tie into that? Or do you feel like, it? you know, is it it something in the air? Like what, what is it? Is the the stars are aligning right
2: now? It's probably a whole big combo pack of all of the above. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Like all of it. A beautiful Mm -hmm. cluster, if you will a beautiful cluster. I mean, I did also um you know transition out of a partnership that I was, you know, someone I was spending a lot of time with and a lot of my nights with. Um so for me choosing to start making music, I think it was something that I originally bounced off my manager. I was like, I want to start making music more, you know, and she was like, yeah, do it every night. She was like, do it every night. And I was like, okay. And so I have this thing called Habit Tracker. It's this free app and it You know, you can say if you did your habit that day and you can share it with a friend. So I was like, Kate, watch me. I'm going to do it. And I started setting an hour timer every night. And I think it was the second night that I sat down to make music when I discovered um, or at least started using the uh, platform Splice, which has um, many, many, many sample packs. And it just makes it super easy to produce music. And um so yeah I've just been a givener and it's definitely gotten me through my breakup um and it's gotten me through the different phases of the breakup and the, the the different coming togethers that we have had you know reconciliations and it's also helped me through coming out to my family coming out to my mom you know some stuff that she wasn't able to hold space for stuff, some stuff that she wasn't able to take accountability for with her kind of, you know, transphobic slip ups um, that I would call her out and call her in on. It was really healing to be able to express my frustration and um, and just name exactly how I felt lyrically and also through the different moods of the music I was making.
0: I really love that and I feel like that's a really great way for you to progress in your productivity but not only that you are cre- constantly creating new art almost like every single night and it's like you've been showing me everything that you've been creating and I think it's just so amazing and I'm just like wow you're really like pumping out this many songs right now <laughs> go ahead and ask your question Dylan
1: so for your new music you said 25 songs in a month. What? is like the most important thing that you want people to take from like it could be from your most recent music or for your you know all your music in general like what do you want people to take from it
2: or yeah I think that there's like no wrong way to like have an experience I guess I I just try and be honest in my music because I treat it like a journal entry and like you know maybe one or two songs that I made this month are going to see the light of day um so why am I making them well I'm making them for catharsis for me and so I owe it to myself in every session I have whether it's solo or with other people to just like say everything I need to say as straight to the point and as honestly as I can Um, Even if that honesty shows up in poetic metaphor, it's still, you know, I owe it to myself to evoke as pure and honest a mood as I can, just to get whatever it is off my chest in as real a way as as I can. Um, So whoever's listening, like, to the music, thank you for listening, and I hope they connect with themselves. I hope that they see a thread of their truth in the music, um, or I hope that they are reminded that whatever their truth is, that there is space for it to exist in its, again, this word multiplicity is coming to me in its dynamics and um, its its intricate uniqueness. Like your experience is valid.
1: How do you choose like the songs that you do like release? Um, how do you choose like the art that you're like, I need? or I want people to see this, or I want people to hear this. How do you, do you have a process for that? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's an intricate process because there's so
2: much, there's so much of it, um, which is fun and it's cool. And I'm really uh, excited to be working with an A&R for the first time that stands for artists and repertoire. And it's, um, it's a, like a business position. Well it's kind of like a business and creative position at a label because they um basically this this dude is helping me to tell my story through helping me to choose what songs to release. So he's like, you know, we want people to know who you are um and we want to show them different sides of your experience. And so um you know he's he's chosen five songs that we're gonna work on releasing together. And um, these are songs that I've created pre this time of producing myself. And they're just diverse in terms of what they speak about and the parts of my experience that they uh, shed light on. So I didn't really ever think of it from that perspective before working with him, But that's cool to just think about like, yeah, painting kind of a uh, painting my journey in a well-rounded picture of what I have been through to become who I am today. Through what songs to choose, and then also like if they are catchy and they feel authentic to listen to, then that like comes across in the enjoyment and how the message and just the whole experience of the song can can reach people. Very cool.
0: So mine isn't really a question; it's more so of a statement, and it's referring back to Dur- Dylan's question earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And your response just kind of made me think, you know, back to when. Uh, your song so much more had released some remixes and I was like, oh my God, like your your remixes just dropped. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. And like we're in the kitchen and like we just start dancing to it. And then I just remember like having such a fun time. And then (laughs) and then sometime after, because I had yet to save the song to my phone, sometime after I'm on a bike ride and then like the song just comes on. And like I just remember I'm like, wow, like, I really love this song. And, like, I'm over here on a bike ride on Sunset Boulevard. And, like, everything just feels so beautiful. And, like, it feels like sunshine. Like, this is a really good song. And I look down at my watch, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's clear. (laughs) So it's, like, now, anytime, you know, where you said, like, how people make their own connection, and, you know, it's really kind of, like, what that person's relation is to your song. It just always makes me think, like, Wow, like I remember that moment of like us dancing in the kitchen together. And then, like, I remember like taking that bike ride. So it's like now, anytime that the song comes on and I hear it, it always just kind of takes me back to being on a bike ride, feeling the sun on my skin, dancing in the kitchen. And, you know, like the song just feels like sunshine to me. Oh, and I love, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, I, I know, that. like I said, that wasn't really a question. It was more so of a statement. And it just makes me think back to that moment and also, how I relate to the song and what I think of when I hear the song. But now the question that I did want to actually ask you was, when did you start performing as an artist? Uh, When did you start performing musically? When did you start performing in general? Tell me a little bit more about that.
2: (laughs) I've like i been asked this question many times um, throughout my life. And it's funny because the answer, there's only one answer to that. And I was a singing ladybug. Uh, I was six years old. And I was in my uh, a school play as as a singing ladybug.
0: Oh my god, a ladybug! <laughs> I love
1: it. I love
2: so it. was <laughs> and I haven't stopped since. So
0: it yeah. was then that I realized the artistry that I am capable of was as a as a singing ladybug.
2: Yeah, but like I've I've been in like countless like. Plays at musicals in high school and professionally, and I've been, you know, performing my original music since I was sixteen. I love it. Fifteen or sixteen, and yeah, so it's been, it's been a good journey. Okay, a little Britney
0: Spears moment. We love to see it.
1: Oh my gosh, (laughs) free Britney. (laughs) So you've been performing since you were Uh, also
0: hashtag free Britney.
1: Yes. question so you said you were performing since you were six what you must have like a favorite performance since then or is there several or maybe there's an era do you have an era that you're a fan of? that's a oh, cute
2: question give us wow, an era oh gosh. eras eras i mean there was like the cute era when i like started performing my own stuff and i would lug my what was then a weighted keyboard around to different cafes and across Vancouver, which is where I'm from, Vancouver, Canada. And yeah, I'm just like play these cute little pop singer songwriter ballad love songs that were just pouring out of me. Yes, so <laughs> romantic. Wow. I romantic. love that. Romantic. So that, <laughs> that was a cute era. That was like, Special for me because yeah, that was when I started really writing and performing my own stuff. So that was a formative time.
1: i very cute. The cafe early starting out era. Beautiful gotta love it. When did you move from Vancouver to so so you're you're doing like how how is it? Like you do you spend like how long do you spend in LA before you go back home or
2: it's it's been it's been basically, I've basically been living actually between Toronto, Canada and LA for the past few years oh, gotcha, gotcha um, I'm from Vancouver, but I generally don't spend much time here Um, yeah, so I've been kind of doing like six months Toronto, six months LA with little stints here in Vancouver to see family and just take in the beautiful natural surroundings of this beautiful Pacific Northwest ecosystem Musqueam tsleil and Squamish traditional territory that we live on here. Um, and yeah, now I have a visa so I can be in Los Angeles indefinitely, which has been a long time coming. And I'm currently processing my next, next visa for that. Very cool. Yes.
0: So when you started performing as a solo artist, did you have, like, a targeted audience or were you like, okay, these are totally the kind of people that are going to listen to my music?
2: I think, like, when I started off, like, those early years, like, I was just mentioning, that wasn't really on my radar, um... I was listening to all the Feist at that time. I was listening to a lot of Amy Winehouse.
0: Ooh, a little Mm. Amy. Yes.
2: (laughs) We're both. Mm. Can you? (laughs) Rest in peace and power, right? We're both fans. Or we're all fans. We're all fans here. We really are. We really are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I think the target audience piece is interesting because I feel I take so many different types of boxes um I the music that I sing a lot of it is alternative R&B and rooted in soul music and neo-soul and um but kind of my my persona is different you know like I'm queer I'm Caucasian I'm transgender now um you know I kind of have this like like mullet growing <laughs> and this kind of like like raver boy style vibe so it's kind of like well where do we put clear and someone who's been an inspiration for me in many ways has been princess nokia yes i love is, her right she's just like so dynamic and she has she has so much rich spirituality in her imagery and in her lyrics She just holds all different parts of her identities with truth in how she shows up um, as an artist. So, shoutouts to Princess Nokia. We love you. And, uh, yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, like, I just show up as my own unique blueprint. And I trust that the people who wear the suits are gonna fit me in wherever it makes sense to fit me in business wise but my job is to just be the most uh authentic artist I am so that's kind of my view on that
1: at this point awesome I love that you added like have a mullet growing (laughs) like I love that that was that was like part of it I don't know where you're you're gonna fit me but it's probably with all the people somewhere mullets, with the mullet you know like <laughs> right like where are the, the new mullet mullet my people crowd.
2: with trans like <laughs> spiritual ass I don't know where they are right but we're here so, so
0: like can we talk about like where the mullet comes from let's talk, like,
2: let's talk about it where did she come you're, from to be honest to be honest maybe Joe Exotic wait <laughs>
0: you cut out what was
2: it <laughs> i said maybe joe exotic yo like i think i started growing the mullet right around like when tiger king was like popping off i think yeah i was kind of like inspired by my non-binary friend veda who is this super dope super queer mullet um there in toronto i love you veda um yeah i think it's just kind of like a dope queer style and I've been like rocking this kind of bowl cut thing for a couple years and then my hair kind of was like neon yellow and it was like a lot shorter and not as bowl cutty and then I was like you know what I kind of want to see where the mullet will take me and then I want to braid it so it's like I have these two little braids and then it's a mullet and it's like I'm so gay and I'm so faggy and like just so cute and like my chest is flat uh
1: like that's yeah are we gonna see a return of like the the blue eyebrow is that gonna come back I'm sure it will
2: I'm sure it's not gone for long
1: (laughs) awesome love the look yeah love the mullet a
0: little bit of
2: everything
1: right we like to play
0: so diverse
1: yes 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 what's your favorite part of being a musician right like in general mm-hmm. like what do you have a favorite part is it like the performing or the creating what
2: i love what performing. you back performing like gives me this experience that i don't get anywhere else especially when it's live and there's an audience like i've been doing some performances since quarantine that have been like filmed and it's a different like energetic field but when you're in a room you're present with people and anything can happen and it only happens once And it's only you guys there and this moment will never come and there's like music and there's the magic in the music because it's like this magical combination of vibrations that makes you feel emotions and and it spells you're casting spells with the words and and there's the intention and there's whatever fly outfit everyone's wearing that adds to the vibe and it's like you know there's the scent in the air and like that like just connecting and channeling music literally from inside my body to the outside singing in spaces like that is a transcendent experience that is also so embodied it's like so lucid and flows between dimensions and between realms that like that oh some of my favorite moments of my life have been performing um and a few years ago I started like just like full-on bringing energy work on stage and doing doing um like energy work with my crystal ball on stage and and bringing in pillars of light and calling in ancestors directly calling in spirit and doing light spells and doing reiki on stage and like that really helped me to just amp up the level of multi-dimensionality that I was having in my experience performing and just like be unapologetic that that's what it was for me and oh it's just like some of those moments performing are just indescribably fulfilling on so many levels so that's like probably my favorite part is (laughs) performing like that
1: it sounds
2: it sounds awesome (laughs) i love it it's nice to speak on it
0: you added so much depth to what a concert experience is I never really thought of it in that perspective of where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick this really cute outfit to go to this show for this show. And that's like your only opportunity to do that one thing at that performance. And it's going to happen there and then only that one time. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, like I said, just adds so much depth to what going to a concert is. And now I'm honestly looking forward to going to a concert. I mean, whenever that is. Right. After this uh, coronavirus goes away hopefully
1: yeah just the fact that that you make it like a spiritual experience too for everybody involved that you you know, you bring you do reiki on stage. Like, who does <laughs> that's so awesome. Like, yeah,
0: I right, love like that. you're adding
1: on like almost really like good. another okay. layer to the experience, which is very cool.
0: And I'm sure that like after somebody sees one of your shows, they go home and they're like, wow, like I feel really good. Oh, I feel very healed
2: yeah it can be good it can be really powerful and they probably want more to be quite honest oh, I'm so, like i miss
1: those experiences i do man now i just want to go to a show
0: <laughs> right <It's>
1: Same. <insane.
0: laughs> back to the outfit though no just kidding You're all back to outfit, <laughs> but um prior to everything happening with covid You know, what was going to be the plan for your next show? Like, where was it going to be? What were you going to be doing? Like, what was the plan? And then, you know, just like finding out like, oh shit, like, unfortunately that's not going to be happening.
2: Wow. Well, I was actually supposed to do a little tour up and down the West Coast with um, this showcase called So Far Sounds. Um, So that was going to be cute, but... Alas. Alas. We didn't quite get there. Not this (laughs) year. But yeah like I think that's a great question Zach and to be honest like I'm thinking about where I am now and how it's so different than where I was in March of 2020 and the what I have the confidence and the self-awareness to bring to the stage now is so much faster than where I was then um, which is like humbling and Uh, affirming to like recognize and um I think as well just with the current climate of humanity more than ever we are needing to show up in our fullness to bring this uh collective ascension forward um so I would just show up even more balls to the wall with like my spiritual self and my unapologeticness around that and um just really bringing my gifts forward and not holding them back because I was afraid of not being understood and that's something kind of that I've struggled with in my life is feeling like I'm not seen and I think that the answer to that is just then show yourself clear like show yourself show up and share your gifts as authentically as you can and as like completely as you can just give people an opportunity to see you so so i would i would uh yeah i would bring it i would definitely balls to the wall
0: baby yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so how did and does i guess your artistry influence your identity
2: Ooh, interesting very cool question hmm I think, well, kind of when people are like, oh, so, like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm a singer. A singer. (laughs) So, in terms of, like, my identity, there's that. Like, that's kind of how I identify. Um, But I think it, like, it's cool, again, when I get back to, like, the truth of my identity is, like, the I am spiritual identity. So, it's cool that I, like, get to have a mouthpiece, And I get to find out who I am and how I identify deeper by writing music. Because when I write music, I feel into each line of the lyrics. I'm like, is this true? Because again, why would I express it if it's not true? If it's not cathartic, then it's not doing me any good. So I get the chance to really feel into who I am by studying what is real for me through writing music and then also through you know like defining what my taste is as a producer getting to see what sounds I like what sounds I like together um, and creating soundscapes which you know I saw this quote one time that was like art is how we decorate space and music is how we decorate time and that was so inspiring for me and so getting to decorate time it's like my identity is one of it's like I'm casting spells and I'm decorating time and I'm channeling information and emotion um so that i can empathize with myself and like hopefully give other people the opportunity to empathize with themselves through connecting with the music
0: yes so that's decorating cool. time that's beautiful uh,
1: that's awesome the so to- since music is like such a big part of like you just in in general what do you think you would be doing like if that wasn't what you do you know like what would you do if you weren't making music yeah well
2: I've definitely like you know had side hustles and there's other projects I'm currently working on um <laughs> but I um you know I offer energy healing and um coaching spiritual coaching life coaching and um you know I am able to see, so I'm I'm a seer, um, I can see people's energy bodies and past lives and ancestors and really whatever shows up, um, to me, um, through my remote viewing, like during a session, um, so I would be doing that and it's something that I, you know, have done periodically, both professionally and just like with people that I love, um, throughout my life and throughout my journey and uh you know I've created a program called the self-love solution that I offered last year that was an eight-week intensive um where we really dug into like who is the self and how do we offer them love and that's something that's really fulfilling for me to do is support people through like direct coaching and um counseling in those ways. And I'm currently working on a project with my dear friend Shiva that is, uh, we're just developing a a method to support creatives in living fulfilling and productive lives that are rooted in self-love and um, spiritual authenticity. So that's an offering that we will be sharing more on in the months to come. Um, And then also right now, I am starting a a biweekly gathering with Kobaylaka, my dear friend. And the gathering is gonna be called Trans Spiritual Tune-Ins. And it's gonna be just a nice space where anyone who identifies as trans or non-binary or two-spirit or agender can pull up on Zoom it's by donation pay what you can and we can meditate together and reflect on our own unique authentic gender experiences and share in safe space and in community
0: beautiful That's that is awesome. so fucking great
1: yeah i feel like you just want to you're really helping oh, people through spiritually through your music and if you weren't doing it through music you do you find other ways to do it so that <laughs> totally makes sense <laughs> makes sense
0: if there was anybody dead or alive who you could collab with, who would it be? Erica Badu. Please tell us who they are.
2: Oof. Erica Badu is the mother of Neo Soul. Um, she is a multi dimensional spirit and conduit for divine light and inspiration and healing tones and truth telling. She is a mother, she is a doula. Um and she was my greatest inspiration. I remember when I first heard her music, my friend Armando Hernandez first showed me her stuff. Um Yeah. And I it, those were like the days of LimeWire and I downloaded her entire discography, Buddy. I'm so sorry I didn't pay for it. I love you. I've seen you in concert since. So I've put money in your pocket, but um, yeah. Just the way that she sounds and just like yeah, the music. The music speaks for itself. Go listen, Erica Badu. Boom. boom.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Okay.
0: Yes. I would love to. And I would love to hear you two collab. Me
2: too. She's she's living in vibrant, yeah.
0: Along with being a musician, has there been anything else that you've done, such as like acting for movies, commercials, like Obviously, you've told us how you've been in place before. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about what you've done.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, I've been acting. I think I mentioned in um, you know the previous episode that I have been on stage. I think before I left high school, I was in fifteen musicals and plays. Um, most of them were in high school. A couple of them were you know outside of high school, they're professional. But like there was just a lot of acting, a lot of theater you know that was the um, arts if you will the arts stalling that was like a, a big thing when i was growing up um and recently i had the opportunity to star as like a background role but i was playing myself um in sarah carter's film his wake Um, and I got to be my friend Shiva's boyfriend and it was a very, um, empowering experience because originally they cast me as Shiva's girlfriend and I was like, whoa, 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 you know, that role is not for me. Like I, if you need this character in the show to be Shiva, who's a cis woman, um, to be Shiva's girlfriend, to tell your story, then I respect that. I'm just not the person to show up as that character and um it was like the day of the um the day of the shoot and i said like you know i I can't i can't pull up for that i can't i can't be that for you and they changed the script for me and so they changed it to boyfriend um and so i got to show up as my pre-t self uh, and be Shiva's boyfriend and cute cute he was, like, super healing and affirming and there's just so much space for transness in film and especially as we advocate for ourselves and insist that our stories be told by us for us as us and I'm really grateful to Sarah Carter for creating that space for me and yeah so I'm gonna have a cute little background role cute little trans boy in his way
0: yes Sarah Carter yes I And honestly, you're, like, so suave. Like, I'm sure that you literally made the perfect boyfriend.
1: (laughs) Thanks. You literally made your place in that you made it.
0: You fucking did it. That was Mm -hmm. your spot. It was made for you. And the Mm self-advocacy, fuck yes. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. I was like, I'm a boy. I'm not a girl. So I will be the boyfriend or I will
1: not be And they were like, okay, let's... Change the script. Changing
0: the script. Yeah. We're on it right here, right now.
1: Yeah. Boom. Literally.
2: I love that too. That's perfect. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, so it's been it's been good. Like it's been a very healing journey. I'm so grateful again for the people who've came before me and like paved the way, you know. And just like wanna say Sylvia Rivera's name and there's just been so many trans femmes who have um, come before us to create the world that we live in now and we're just continuing on their legacy and uh we're here we're queer we're not going anywhere no
0: the fuck we are not
1: okay so quarantine for you what you're like mandated right now right you're in canada i presently am yes
2: i crossed the canadian border into my homeland uh last thursday and yeah it's a mandatory 14-day quarantine otherwise i can be fined up to a million dollars or be sent to jail for three years so i said okay i will be quarantining
1: thank you yes yes who has the time and the money hello canada
0: yeah. honestly they're doing a better job than we are
1: no they i was gonna say that's 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 handling it better than we are yeah it, it's definitely a far better
2: situation up here um than it is down there um Luckily, my dad is away, so I'm in his apartment, um, and it's, yeah, I'm having a great time. Just, like, it's really nice, actually, to be alone, and um, because of this program that Shiva and I are creating right now, we're really fine-tuning it to work for us so that when we offer it to the public, it has a lot of integrity behind it, so, like, my, my my day-to-day schedule is super locked in, and I'm getting a lot done, but also spending a lot of time just like caring for myself and kind of just ticking all the boxes that one needs to tick to live like a, a full fulfilling life while in a quarantine. So I feel very held by the system we've created and I'm having a great little cue. I'm having a great little cue.
0: Okay. Cute little cue. So tell us what are some ways that we can still support you as an artist while obviously COVID is happening and quarantine.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, some ways that you can support me during this quarantine are buying my music on Bandcamp, especially during uh, Bandcamp Fridays, where all the money goes directly to the artist. That means a lot to me. Right now, my album Medicines from 2017 is up with a bonus song, as well as the whole So Much More Remix EP with all eight versions. And I also have my merch on there, my Trans Jesus Loves You merch. So copying one of those. Is a, is a beautiful way to support me and the art and my message. Uh, go check that out. And if you buy one, you actually get the whole So Much More Remix EP for free included on there. And um, also, I want to spotlight the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, uh, which supports Black trans folks. Uh, Marsha P. Johnson is a pillar in our community and her legacy lives on every single day in my life. Me getting to be out getting to be trans, I owe so much to to her uh, she would have been 75 this year but her life ended early and you know we really owe it to give back to the community um that lifts us up and continues to take the brunt of so much oppression so really grateful for what the marsh p johnson institute is doing
1: everybody needs to stream uh clear mortify's music on spotify right now um which ones did you say were your favorite, Zach? I, I listened to Clear's, like, latest release, and that one, I really, I was, like, really into it, Oh, um, and I absolutely, I love it, and there was that line, okay, I'm probably not going to quote it correctly, because I don't have, like, lyrics, but it was, like, saying how there's no critters in, like, the...
2: The critters, I think, the, I think you're talking about no, prophecy in yes, the morning. Yes, review. yes, Um. And it's talking about how nature can't thrive in concrete. And that I wrote while I was living in Toronto. But I had just flown into LA and I just loved how much nature there was there. And I felt inspired just to name it. That's produced by Underwater Chess Club.
1: And I just like, I don't know why that like stuck. It like embedded in my brain. And I just like think about that now. I'm like, "Mm." yes. So I just wanted to, I wanted, I didn't have a question with that. I just wanted to tell you that that stood out to me. And I'm not 100% sure why, but that, I was going to tell you that for sure. But yeah, stream Clear Mortyfe's music on Spotify. Follow uh, him on Instagram. And yeah, you guys know the drill. Go support. Keep up with him. For sure, give to charity and match uh, ours and Clear's you know, donations. And um, yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thank you so much for speaking to us, um, Clear. This is, you know more than we could have asked for you've been like awesome thank you so much
0: thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll be seeing you next week well we won't be seeing you but you'll be hearing us next week anyways talk to you then we are whisper podcasts bye bye Thanks for listening to Whisper Podcast. We're Zach and Dylan, and you can find us at Whisper Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Whisper underscore podcast. Visit our website and blog at thewhisperpodcast.com. Interested in chatting with us live? Send us a DM at one of the social sites or reach out at whisperwfpodcast at gmail.com with potential interviewees stated in the subject line. Cover art by Dylan Gomez. Editing by Zach Tyler. Music by Audionautics.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Love the show? Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We are a completely independent show, and if you'd like to give your support for the show and get a shout out on air with a special gift, you can find us at WhisperPodcast on patreon.com.